But as I said, Albert is a man who loves the Lord, and you're about to find out as he preaches, he also loves the Word of God and brings it with a passion. So let's welcome Albert Tate. Amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'll tell you, Twin Lakes is the only place where a black man will jam to bagpipes. I tell you, (laughs) only place in the world. Last time I was here, we had the bagpipes, so I said, my man Dave Burns is in town. Y'all, y'all, y'all know Dave Burns, don't y'all? So I said, Dave, I want to bring a little bit of my culture, so I just want him to just give me a little organ while I talk, amen? Is that all right? Huh? So I'm so glad to be back here uh, at Twin Lakes, uh, and I didn't come alone this time. My wife is with me, and she is pregnant with our third baby, and I'm so excited about that. Babe, would you just stand and let me see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited about that. In uh, the CDs that I, that I brought, I want to tell you a little bit about those. One is called A Journey Through Psalms. Um, one in particular message that's, that's, that's very encouraging is um, it's entitled The Perfect Storm, The Perfect Request, and The Perfect Response. Every now and then in life, you'll find yourself in the perfect storm. And in those moments, you need to know how to pray. Perfect request. And when you're praying, you need to know what to expect God to say back because he always gives the perfect response. If you know anybody that's going through a storm right now, this would be a great gift for them. Or if you're going through a storm yourself, hey, hey, let's just tell the truth. We're all either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or on our way into a storm. Amen? Uh, the, the, second, the second CD is called, Thy Kingdom Come, Thy Will Be Done. Um, the question is, his kingdom will come, his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, but through who? God wants to bring his kingdom through your hands, through my hands. What does it mean for God to bring his kingdom to earth through our hands? So it talks about the Lord's Prayer, but not just, Lord, teach us how to pray, but Lord, teach us how to live, and Lord, teach us how to go and bring thy kingdom through our life for your glory. Amen? So those will be back in the back, and I'll try to actually get back there and, and, and greet and meet some people and, and uh, hug and kiss babies and stuff. And You don't even have to vote for me. I, I, I won't get nothing out the deal. I, I mean, I already got my check and everything. So, so we're, we're good. We'll just go and just have a good time. Amen? This morning, we're going to go through, um, we're going to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, I just want to challenge you early. Don't theologically check out on this one. Uh, my prayer as we look at Psalm 23, this very familiar passage of Scripture, my prayer is that God will give us fresh eyes and fresh ears to hear his word again for the very first time. Amen? Let us stand as we hear the word of God. Let's stand together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Thy rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil 
and my cup overflows. Surely. Somebody say surely. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you. God, I thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you so much for your presence in this place. Now, God, as we sit at your feet, we pray that you would bring about a transformation in our lives, the kind of transformation that only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, God, we pray that your glory, your weightiness will rest in this place as we come to you seeking guidance, seeking correction, seeking your word. It is to that end, Father, that I pray that you would stand in my body, think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords, those things that you would have us say, know, and do. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are my strength. You are my redeemer. Have your way in Twin Lakes today. In Jesus' name, every heart said amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As a kid on Thursday nights, the lineup on TV was a phenomenal. Uh, the, whole, the whole family would stop and we'd gather around the television there to watch the Thursday night lineup because as a kid we had the Cosby show uh, and then right after the Cosby show, uh, cheers would come on. Now we grew up in a holiness church so as soon as my mama saw the bar we'd get rushed off into the, the bedroom. But but, 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 but the Cosby show, man, Theo and he, I mean, they're just, just great lessons. Well, that was a commercial that used to run all the time back in those days, and it stuck with me even t- still today. It's, it's a, um, a little awkward for church, but it's a, um, it's a Rolaids commercial. Uh, it's a Rolaids commercial, and there's this guy, and he was on a chalkboard, and he'd ask the question, how do you spell relief? Um, uh, and then they would spell R-O-L-A-I-D-S, which could be really confusing for a third grader, by the way. Uh, make those spelling tests really hard and really confusing. Uh, anybody remember that commercial, the Rolaids commercial? The, the idea, the folks at the Rolaids company, they said, whenever people find themselves in need of relief, and if you haven't, then you trust me, you will. Uh, whenever you find yourself in need of relief, we want you to immediately think Rolaids. We, we want your mind to immediately go to Rolaids. So how do we spell relief? R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Well, this morning, friends, I want to talk about a word that we throw around in Christian circles all the time. Uh, I want to talk about the word trust. Much like the folk at Rolates, I want to ask the question, how do you spell trust? What does trust look like in your life? Whenever you find yourself having to trust, in need of trusting, what what comes to mind? What do you immediately think of? What does trust look like in your life? David is going to help us through Psalm 23. He's going to help us and give us a picture after picture after picture of what trust looks like in our lives. And it 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 is my hope and my prayer that we would leave this place spelling trust a little differently. That we would leave this place with a picture of what trust looks like in our lives. In order for us to get started here, um, I first need the, the, I need the first three words, the first three words of, of this psalm. Give them to me, the first three words. The Lord is. I, I just want to let that hang out there for a little bit. The Lord is. 
He, he, he is. He is. He is. If you don't, if you don't get that, you won't. You, you, you can't get the rest of this psalm. The Lord is. He, he is. He is. He is. He is that which was, that which is, and that which is to come. You can hit rewind, go all the way back to the beginning of time. The Lord is. You can hit fast forward and go all the way to the end of time. The Lord is. The Lord is. He is. He is. He is the source. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the creator. He is the center. He is the first and the last. He is the, 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 the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning, the end. He is all that we need, all that we could ever desire, all that we could ever long for. The Lord is. He is, he is, he is, he is the source, he is the center. Nothing is, nothing is that came without him. He is that he is, that he was, that he still is, that he always will be. The Lord is. He is, he is. He is, he is. All right, I think I'm ready for the next word now. The Lord is mine. Ah, I, I, I can take ownership of who he is. I have a personal relationship. I can be possessive with who he is. The Lord is mine. I can know him and be known by him. It's a personal thing. I can have a personal relationship with this great big old God that is all that he is. He is all that within me. The Lord is and I have a relationship with all that he is. I have access to all that he is. All that he is by nature. I am by grace. The Lord is my. I have a personal relationship. He's not some God out in the cosmos that doesn't see me but we don't have a high priest that can't feel the infirmities of our infliction. He he is my. I'm ready for the next word now. The Lord is my shepherd. He, he puts a description on it. He, 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 he adds a, a dynamic to the relationship because you know every relationship has a dynamic. My, my marriage with my beautiful wife, it has a dynamic. She tells me what to do and I do it. That's the dynamic <laughs> of, of, of our relationship. That's how it happens. So he, he puts a description on, on this relationship. He gives you a picture of how this relationship is carried out. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Shepherd, shepherd, shepherd. A quick, quick study of shepherds will show that shepherd's job is to watch over the sheep, uh, protect the sheep, uh, provide for the sheep, and anticipate the needs of the sheep. When the sheep goes astray, he goes and recovers the sheep, restores the sheep back to the flock. The, the, shepherd, the shepherd protects, provides, oversees, anticipates the needs of. That's what the shepherd does. Uh, quick Wikipedia a uh, study of, of, of sheep will show that um, sheep, um, sheep are, um, huh. sheep, sheep are dumb. <laughs> sheep, sheep, sheep are just plain dumb. Well, if you're like me, you're, you're already doing the theological math here and you're adding this thing up. You say, okay, well, if the Lord is the shepherd, that means we are the, sh- are the sheep um, hmm. Did, did we just get called dumb by the Bible? Yes, we did. Because it's important for us to know and to be reminded that we're the dumb ones in this relationship. See, 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 he knows all things and we know nothing. We, we need to be reminded that he's in control, he's the, he's the shepherd, he's the provider, he's the coverer, he's the protector, he's the one that anticipates the needs. That's who he is because if, if we don't remind ourselves like that, then we'll find sheep coming together trying to act like shepherds. See, you, you, you never see sheep coming together planning a little coup. And I'm sick of 
I'm sick of this shepherd always leading us down. I want to go my own way. You know, I want to do my own thing. You don't see sheep doing that because they got the revelation. They're dumb. <laughs> David reminds us, he says, he's the shepherd and we're the sheep, lest we begin to take on shepherd-like activities. See, many times we try to sit in the seat of the shepherd in our own lives and we wonder why we end up lost. We, 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 we leave our sheep responsibilities and we begin to try to take on shepherd-like responsibilities and we wonder why things get, go haywire in our lives. He reminds us, he says, I'm the shepherd, that means you're the sheep, you do your job and I'll do mine. You stick to your job description and I'll stick to my job description. And if we can follow our roles, then we'll be good. Says the Lord is my shepherd. And I'm the sheep. Therefore, because of who he is and because of his job description in my life, I shall not want. And if you're anything like me, you, 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 red flags are going up all in, your, all in your mind. Because when I think about this thing, I shall not want, I think about my life and there are a whole lot of wants I got. I want more square footage because my wife's shoes take over the whole house. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's been a hard thing for us. We work on, we're going to see a therapist this week. We work, we're trying to work through this thing, you know. But I look at my life and I got all kinds of wants. There are all kinds of things that I want. And then you got this passage that says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And sometimes I wrestle with that. Does that mean he's going to give me whatever I want? No, we're too carnal for that. We'll, we'll, we'll want somebody else's wife. We'll want somebody else's job. Come on, you know us. In our humanity, we'll, we'll be in a in prayer group. And somebody will say, oh, I'm struggling on my job. Pray for me. And somebody else will be like, oh, Lord, I always liked her job. If she loses it, can I have it? <laughs> what? Yeah. Supposed to be praying that she keep her job, man. What you doing, you know? But we're so carnal. So it doesn't mean that he'll give us whatever we want. He'll give us whatever we desire. He says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, then he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll teach you what to desire. He'll give you a thirst for righteousness, a thirst for a hunger for truth. He'll give you your desires. He will give you his desires. He will teach you to desire his will and his will alone. Because the Lord is my shepherd Therefore, I shall not want anything outside of the shepherd's provision for my life. Do, do, do you see that? It says, because of who the shepherd is, because of, of, because of his role in my life, I won't desire, I won't want anything outside of his provision for my life. So if the shepherd ain't providing it, I'm not wanting it. Do, do, do you get that? For some of us, that messes us up. It messes us up right, even, even in some of us, even in relationships we're in now. Because we're in relationships that didn't come from the shepherd. And we'll go out and we'll get into something and then bring it to the shepherd and he'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Lord, would you, me and Jimmy, we're having such a hard time in our relationship. Could you help us in our relationship? And you're like, Jimmy? Who's Jimmy? I don't even know who that is. As a matter of fact, I hadn't talked to you since you had that flat tire on the freeway six months ago. <laughs> you in a relationship? I didn't even know you was in a relationship. I never heard of Jimmy. And I know Jimmy don't know me. You, you, you see what happens? So we go out and we get ourselves into stuff, and then we try to bring it back to the shepherd to fix it. David says the Lord is. 
He is. There's nothing outside of him. The Lord is. And it's beautiful because the Lord is mine. My personal shepherd. He anticipates my needs. He provides for me. So therefore, because of who he is in my life, I shall not want anything outside of his provision for me. So does that mean we don't have wants and desires? No, no, no. We always have wants, we always have desires, but we take those wants and we take those desires and we lay them at the feet of the shepherd and we say, not my will, but thy will be done. We take our children and we say, not my will, but thy will be done. We take our jobs and our careers and we say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done because you are the shepherd of my life and I'm the dumb one in this relationship so I'm not going to allow my wants and my desires to trump your divine intelligent will for my life the Lord is my shepherd therefore I shall not want anything outside of his provision for my life got any wants this morning got any desires this morning I challenge you take them to the shepherd. I think we're ready for the next part now. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Man, why you gotta make me lie down? You know what I mean? Why you gotta make me? Why you gotta be so rough, Jesus? He says, he says, I'll make you lie down because I know how you are because you will just go and go and you will run and run and you'll begin to add on stuff and it'll begin to trump the priorities and you'll set the wrong priorities. Your agenda will be full and you'll be so consumed with your stuff that you will lose sight of my stuff. So I love you too much to leave you like this. So even if I have to make you lie down, I'll make you lie down. In the Middle East, when camels, they carry uh, people and they carry luggage across the desert. At the end of a trip, uh, many times it's it's, 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 not an un, it's not an uncommon picture to see the rider of the camel carrying people and carrying luggage, carrying things that they call the camel the beast of burden. He was carrying the burden, carrying the weight, and, and, but he wouldn't sit down because his knees, he was so used to standing that he refused to bend down so the people in the luggage could get off the back of the camel. So what the rider, the driver would have to do is take twigs and take sticks and you would see him just whacking him whacking and whacking away at the back of the camel's legs. And, and eventually, after a long time, sometimes even to the breaking of the skin, blood streaming down the back of the camel's legs, all of a sudden you see the camel after whack, after whack, after whack, after whack, he'd slowly begin to wobble and eventually fall down on his knees. And when the camel would get down on his knees, then the driver could roll the burden away off the back of the camel. If you, if you get it early, I won't have to preach as long. <laughs> Jesus loves us so much that every now and then he'll have to whack and whack and whack, knowing that it's only when we get down on our knees can he roll the burdens of this world away. Can he carry the weight of this world off of our backs? Only when we humble ourselves, drop down on our knees and recognize that Jesus, you are the shepherd. You are the provider. You're the one. I can't do it in my strength, but when I surrender and humble myself to your divine will, then and only then can you relieve the burdens off of my back. Got any burdens on your back this morning? Anybody come in heavy? The message today might be a little confusing because I don't want you to leave here stronger. I want you to leave here weaker. 
Because your problem is that you've been too strong. And you've been standing in your own strength and standing in your own power and trying to control the situation, trying to control, trying to hold this marriage together, trying to hold the kids together, trying to hold the job together, trying to hold the money together. And God is saying, it's too big for you. You can't hold it. It's too heavy for you. I don't need you to be strong. I need you to be weak. Because Paul says, it was only in my weakness was his strength made perfect in my life. We always pride ourselves in saying, Lord, make me be stronger. He said, no, no, no. I need you to be weaker. Because it's when you surrender and in your weakness, then my strength can be made perfect. Some of us, our problem is we're too strong. We're, 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 we're holding the things of this world. We're holding all this stuff and we're coming to church and we're saying, Lord, give me strength so I can hold my junk. Give me strength so I can hold my mess. Give me strength so I can hold my burden. Just get me stronger if I could just get through another week. No, 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 no. God don't want you to get through another second like that. But he says, I love you too much to leave you stuck there holding it, so I'll make you lie down. But watch where he puts us. He says, I'll make you lie down. Here it is, in green pastures. Not, not in a dry desert place but in a fruitful place where there you can receive nourishment for your soul. There's fruit there. It says, I'll make you lie down in green pastures. It says, I'll, I'll, I'll lead you beside the shh, still, quiet waters. Ever wonder why still, quiet waters? Because you'll never see sheep drinking from running water because the water's too loud and it scares the sheep. They're afraid of the loud running water because sheep are dumb. <laughs> so he says, I'll lead you beside the still, shh, quiet waters. I'll bring you away from the loudness of your life because many of us, our life is so loud, we have to turn it down so we can hear the voice of God. The relationship is so loud. The, exa- the anxiety is so loud. The porn addiction is so loud. The, the struggles are so loud. The relationship is so loud. The job is so loud. He has to turn our lives down. And there in the quietness, shh, he restores our soul. See, some of us, it's not that God isn't speaking. It's that your life is so loud you can't hear the shh, still, soft voice of the shepherd bidding you come. So he says, I'll turn down the noise of this world and there beside the still, quiet water, I will restore your soul. Because you can't keep running like this. Some of you, you come into church and you've gotten out and you sat in the pew, but you're sitting on empty. Your tank is on empty and you just want to get a little bit more so you can make it through next week, a little bit more so you can make it to the fall, a little bit more so I can make it through the holidays. And you don't have anything left. That's why the marriage is struggling because when you come home, you don't have anything left. Why the kids and there's tension with the relationships because you don't have anything left for the kids. And then you come to church. You don't have anything left to even give God because you're running on fumes. He says, I love you too much to leave you like that. So I'll make you lie down in green pastures and I'll lead you beside the shh, still quiet waters because in this place, I can now restore your soul. 
I can hear all the type A personalities asking, when are we going to do something? <laughs> all this sitting around, I got to go to work on Monday. No, 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 because, because the idea of, of being restored isn't, isn't, it doesn't necessarily mean inactive. He, he, he's getting you ready. Watch this. He says, he says, I'll lead you down the paths of righteousness. Implication is, here, I'm going to take you somewhere. We're going to start moving, and I'm going to put you in the paths of righteousness, righteousness of uh, the right place, a uh, right standing. Uh, I'm going to put you in the right place at the right time for the right reason. He says, the difference is, it won't be for your name's sake, but it'll be for my name's sake. You, you see the difference? He says, yeah, yeah, we're going to move, and I'm going to take you down the paths of righteousness. I'm going to put you in the right place at the right time for the right reason so my name can get its right glory. He says, I'm going to take you down the path of righteousness. Simply put, I'm going to hook you up. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, hook you up. I'm going to bless you immeasurably in ways that you cannot stand to receive. I'm, I'm going to hook you up. Because I'm going to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. And I'm going to do it in such a way that when people see what I've done in your life, they won't say, wow, good job, Albert. They'll say, wow, thank you, Jesus. That must be God. It's kind of kind of like, like when, I, when I was looking for a wife. I was looking for a wife and I was failing miserably. I was failing miserably. Relationship by the relationship, it was just terrible. You know what I mean? I see sometimes, I don't know if y'all ever do this. You ever see somebody you used to date? like in the mall or somewhere, and you walk by, and you don't really say it out loud, but you whisper under your breath, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, just tell the truth. Y'all know, y'all ever, ever see them, or they're on Facebook, and you're like, oh, there's someone, so you look at the pictures, and you be like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amazing grace. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all know, I was blind. Clearly, I was blind. Clearly, I was blind. <laughs> But thank God I see, come on, amen, somebody, amen. I remember I got a whole list of them. I got a whole list of them. I just block them on Facebook. I can't even look at it. Uh, until one day I went to a funeral. And at the funeral, my wife was, she was singing. What my wife then? She was just this fine woman in a black suit. And I saw this woman, I was like, Lord, have mercy. Because, you know, you give him praise for the great things he has done. Amen? <laughs> I, I, I leaned over to my sister. She was singing at a funeral. Leaned over to my sister. I said, I think I just met my wife. After the funeral, I got a phone number. At a funeral. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. It takes a lot of game to get a number at a funeral. I'm telling you. It takes some game. I'm just going to keep it real. Uh, it takes some game. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Game. Uh, influential in speech in a way to persuade its listeners on their side. Game, man. Oh, I, I got a phone number two years later. We've talked every single day. I remember when I proposed to her, all my friends would look at me, look at her, and then look at God and say, God, if you can do it for him. Because there's no way he's supposed to be with a girl like that the Lord must have done this. The Lord, the Lord did this. He says, I'm going to put you in the right place at the right time to get the right phone number so when people will see it, they'll give my name glory. That's what he wants to do in your life. He says, I'll lead you down the paths of righteousness for my name's sake. I'm going to bless you, but it's going to be for my name's sake. 
I love it. Then, it, then it, it, I think we're ready for the next part now. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Wait a minute, Lord. How did we end up here? I thought we were just sitting in green grass drinking distilled water. How all of a sudden we end up here? Is your navigation system broken heaven, Jesus? What are we doing in here? The, the shadow of death, Jesus? Of death, Jesus? Could it be? that even when following Jesus, you'll still have some dark days. E even when following the good shepherd, you'll still have some dark days. See, see, see I gotta come against this, 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 this terrible theology that's, that's broken away in the church today, this bless me, bless me theology, this theology where these preachers get in the pulpit and they tell you that, oh, when you follow Jesus, everything's gonna always go your way and you're gonna always get what you like and the sun will always be shining and your breath will never ever stink. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus says, if you wanna follow me, you take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. This journey with Jesus Christ requires sacrifice. You have to deny yourself. You will have dark days. But he says, even in your darkest day, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, it ain't death, it's just the shadow. You don't have to fear, you don't have to worry because the Lord, your God, will be with you. He says, even in dark times, the Lord your God will be with you. It, it reminds me of a story uh, of me and my cousins. My cousins, y'all, my cousins were, I, I, I was a church boy, grew up in a church, but my cousins were these, they were these thuggish, ruggish dudes. Uh, they was thuggish, okay, thuggish. Um, gentlemen, you would like to have if a fight was to break out spontaneously. Um, <laughs> Thuggish. These, these are dudes you wanted around if some trouble ever hit. So we go to this dance at, at their school, and I remember I was looking clean this night. I still remember what I had on. I had on this orange jean Carl Kanai outfit. It was an orange jacket with orange pants. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> this is back in the 90s. You, you did that in the 90s. Uh, I had on this beautiful outfit, and we was listening. I remember dancing, listening to Belle Biv DeVoe, uh, DeVoe, Poison. Poison, poison, dun, 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 dun. poison. Anybody know? I'm sorry. Maybe it's kind of like Mel Torme or something like that. <laughs> kind of, kind of like that. All right. So, so I'm dancing, and all of a sudden, this guy, he, he's just going off. He's pointing and cussing and cussing and pointing, and he's coming. And you know, as you go, oh man, this dude, this is about to be a fight. So normally, you know, whenever a fight break out, what you do? Everybody just kind of gathers around and kind of gets in a little circle. So I kept, you know, trying to get in the circle. But the circle kept getting around me. Realized he was trying to fight me. He wanted to beat me up. So still to this day, I can't imagine why he wanted to beat me up other than, you know, me looking so fly in my car, can I, jean outfit, you know. So he's coming around me and all of a sudden, I, I, my cousin, here, here, let me get some guys. Man right here, come here, help me out. Yeah, you looking at me kind of weird. Yeah, down here. In, in, the, in the blue shirt back there. Yeah, come here, come here, help me out. I want y'all to be my thuggish cousins, all right? Look, look real hard, look real hard. Or, or constipated, uh, it looks like the same thing. All right, and I, I need my, my man right here in, in the plaid shirt, right here, come here. I want you to be the angry brother. Oh, stay back there, stay back there, come back there, okay. All right, now I want you to just, just start cussing really loud, go. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to say. 
about to see what kind of church Twin Lakes really was, you know? <laughs> I'm okay. All right, so you're going to be all angry and pointing fingers just kind of coming at me. All right, and, and as you come at me, before he gets to me, y'all, y'all bum rush in. All right, so y'all come in. All right, y'all come in. Bum rush, that means run with a sense of urgency. All right. All right, okay, okay, all right, okay, cool, cool, cool. So he started coming in. Don't headlock him yet. Hold on, hold on. Grace, brother, grace, 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 hold on. All right, so you stand there and block him off. All right, so my cousins all of a sudden come right before this dude is about to punch me in my face. But when my cousins came, they were looking all hard and tough to where the dude that was trying to beat me up, he changed his mind and he walked away. You can go back to your seat. Thank you. All right. But check this out. So for the rest of the night, Y'all can only imagine how I was. I was like, yeah, yeah, what, 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 yeah, yeah. I'd be like, what, what, you know? So, so, you know, I was talking noise and stuff, but for the rest of the night, guess where I was? I was with my cousins. If they went to the left, let's go. We all went to the left. They went to the right, we all went to the right. They all, we all went to the right, we all went to the right. Regardless of whether we were all together. I, I, what's the point? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. David is saying, I don't care how hard the day. I don't care how difficult it is. I don't care how great the opposition. He's saying, you don't have to fear because you don't walk by yourself. He says, I will be with you, thy rod, hold those guns up, thy staff. He says, they will comfort you. If you came to this place today and you're going through a hard time, if you came to this place today and you're in a dark place, listen to me. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Every step of the way, he will walk with you because a good shepherd will always protect his sheep. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks. says, Thou prepareth the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I'll, I'll prepare a table before you. Even with opposition still pre- present, I'll prepare a table before you. I'll anoint your head with oil. I'll give you an enablement, a divine enablement that goes beyond your ability and taps into the supernatural ability. And then it says, My cup runneth over. Wait, wait a minute. Weren't we, weren't we just on empty? But now, I got something left. My cup is running over. Because when I'm following the good shepherd, I don't have to run on empty. I can run with overflow. Thou prepareth the table before me. He's providing for me in such a way that I have an abundance in my life. I love this next part. It says, surely Goodness, I love, I love the old King James version. I grew up on King James, King, King Jimmy, like I, like I like to call him. Uh, uh, King Jimmy says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That, doesn't that sound a little countercultural? It seems like, aren't we always chasing goodness and mercy? Hey, guys, come here one more time. Come here one more time. This, this is what happens when you sit up front. Huh? Your goodness and your mercy. Y'all walk side by side, y'all walk that way. So it seems like all of our life we're chasing and trying to catch up with goodness and mercy, doing overtime, trying to get good goodness and mercy, working hard, slaving, trying to catch goodness and mercy. But watch this. The text doesn't say that. It says, surely goodness and mercy 
will follow me all the days of my life. Regardless of where I go or when I get there, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be on time. Y'all, come on, guys. Come on, come on, come on, come on up here. He says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. You don't have to chase and try to find it. He says, it'll follow you. Not only will his goodness and mercy and his grace and his love follow you, but it'll overtake you. It'll overwhelm you. Come on, big group hug right here. It'll, over, it'll overwhelm you. It'll overtake you. Y'all okay? Yeah. Y'all ever, ever been this close to a black guy before? <laughs> Y'all, y'all know what they say, right? Once you go black, you never go back, right? <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Finally, he says, and I will dwell. I will dwell. I will stay in the house. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David says, I'm not leaving this place. I had to go through too much to get here. I had to suffer and sacrifice too much to get here. But now that I'm here, I'm not leaving. I will stay in this place. I will dwell here forever, forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever. I will dwell. Says I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I'm not leaving this place. We would ask David today, how do you spell trust? He would say, R-E-S-T. He says, I'm resting in his presence. Implication, this isn't a vacation. It's in the staycation. I'm staying here. I'm dwelling here. I will rest. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm not leaving this place. Because David said, if you're trusting, but you're not resting, then you're not trusting. I'll say it again. If you're trusting in here today, but you're not resting, then my brother, my sister, you're not trusting because trusting means resting and dwelling in the shepherd's divine provision, knowing that I don't need or desire anything outside of what he's provided. And even if I got to go through dark days, I ain't got to sweat it. I don't have to trip because the Lord, my God is with me. He's providing for me. He's giving me an overflow. I will dwell. I will rest right here in the goodness and the provision of my shepherd. I will rest. I will not leave. Are you resting today? Are you resting or are you running? There are three things that we do in this text. Everything else the shepherd does, there are three things that we do in this text. I shall not want. I will not fear and I will dwell. I shall not want anything outside of, the left, outside of the shepherd. I will not fear regardless of how dark the day because the good shepherd is with me and I will dwell, I will rest in the arms of the shepherd because he is my provider, because he is my shepherd, because he is. 
Father, I thank you. I pray that in this place today, that we'll take all of our wants, all of our desires, and that we will lay them at the feet of the shepherd. Father, I pray that instead of walking by fear, that we would walk by faith. And regardless of how dark the day in this place today, regardless of how people, people have come in this room facing some very difficult times. People have come to church, not, not coming out of a storm, not on their way in the storm, but some people came in here in the heat of a storm and wondering, do I hold on? Wondering, how can I make it through the mar- tomorrow? Father, I pray that they won't fear. They will be overwhelmed by the truth of your word. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You can trust me. I am the good shepherd. So I pray that we shall not want and we, we won't walk by fear but walk by faith. And ultimately that we will dwell, we will rest in you. And every time that we see trust, we'll always see rest. And when there's rest, then we know that there is trust in you, the good shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen.